This is Tech Talk Detroit with Brian Spurgeon and Chuck Lobert. Tech Talk Detroit brings you the latest in tech news and Detroit happenings every week. Happy to have you with us again. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good as always. Uh, weather's been nice and cool, and uh, I, I got no real complaints here. It's It's been nice. A little bit of change of, uh, change of pace. What about, what's, yeah. what's new with you, Chuck? Oh, not a lot. Um, you know, as you know, because I, I've talked to you a little bit about it, I, I decided to pick up fishing for just kind of out of the blue for no reason mm-hmm. on Monday. So I went and bought a fishing pole, and I've gone out twice now, caught a small bass both times, so that was kind of cool. Apparently, so I really have a lot of bass, or I just keep catching the same one. I'm not sure. Well, you're, you're born natural, you know? <laughs> you never know. Don't sell I yourself short. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to enter in those uh, those Bassmaster tournaments now. Right. <laughs> you know? If, yeah, if catching eight-inch bass is, is what uh, wins it for you, I'm all... <laughs> I'm all over it. <laughs> Other than that, not doing not doing a ton. You know, uh, just still biking. You know, uh, like I've been doing, and just enjoying the outside while I can because I'm only about two months away from hating the outdoors again for the next six months or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before you know it, you know. Unless uh... I can get back into snowboarding that, that maybe that'll help save winter for me i don't know we'll have to see that's the key man winter hobbies get you through it see i love snowboarding but doing it around here is just it just feels so pointless to me and i don't maybe that's a bad attitude i don't know but if like i love going out west i would love to go like way up north into copper harbor and and snowboard up there or something like that or even just north like Boyne or something like that would be nice but to go around here, you know, Alpine Valley, Mount Brighton, it just, you pay the same amount as you pay to go to like Aspen, but you're, you're snowboarding on a garbage dump. Like it just doesn't, doesn't uh, appeal to me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't get you. That doesn't <laughs> no, sell you. Not really. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe this year, because I'll have nothing else to do. Maybe I'll try it again. <laughs> But uh, you know, we thought we'd take some time today and talk about end-user devices. Uh, you know, what it, what goes through the process of picking the right devices. You know, what do we recommend? Um, what are the the things that you want to think about? You know, whether you're talking about a new desktop, a new laptop, new tablet or phone, or even TVs or smart boards. You know, there's a lot of different devices out there that you might be looking at for your business and specifically around the interaction with your end users. So we thought we could take some time today and kind of talk about that a bit more and and really kind of get into, you know, what are the absolute things you need to make sure of on these devices? And then, you know, where do you kind of let things go a little bit as far as personal preference for the, the specific end users? Do you want everybody to have the same device? Should, should you allow people to kind of pick and choose what they want? So, you know, I thought we could talk about that today and, um, you know, that's something that, you know, Brian, your team spends a lot of their time doing is really helping businesses pick out what the right device is for any particular end user. So, you know, I think I thought where we, we could kind of start is at that point of, you know, what do you need to make sure of for every device? You know, that every device, no matter what, if it's going to be used in a business, 
uh, scenario, it has to have this type thing. And then from there, we can kind of talk about, you know, if there's particular models that we like or anything like that. But, you know, what should every device have inside of a business when it comes to the end user to, uh, experience? I mean, first of all, it's got to be Windows PC for my preference um, in terms from a business standpoint. So I think we just kind of focus on from that standpoint. Um, obviously, Macs can, can be integrated in a business environment, um, and maybe we can get into that in a little bit. But just kind of focusing on your, your traditional PC for a business, um, the first step before you even pick out the hardware is you have to make sure the operating system is going to be good on whatever it is that you buy. And, and you're, it's going to require a professional level, you know, Windows 10 operating system. I think the mistake a lot of businesses make is, you know, they're flipping through the Best Buy paper and they see a great deal on a computer and they want to go rush out to buy it um, because it seems like a great deal. And it is a great deal, but it's a good deal for your home, not for the business. And there's a, you know, there's, there's a lot of services and um, features that are part of Windows 10 Professional that needs to be in place in order for it to work in your business on a domain. So Windows Home is is not is not going to function. Um, it's not going to let you join it to the domain. You're not going to be able to get to your map drives, all those types of things that um, you would expect it to do. So I think that's probably the first step is to make sure you pick the right operating system. Um, and I and, and I'll, yeah, I, and I, was say, just I, I think along with that, if you have a Windows Home operating system, you've got you've got home grade hardware too. So, you know, that's the other thing that you got to think of. And, you know, you might think, well, is there really a difference between home grade hardware and, and business hardware? But there there certainly is. So, you know, just kind of to add on to your point about the operating system, if, if you get something and you go to Best Buy, because you might think, well, I could just go buy this and then upgrade it to Windows 10 Pro. And you can, but now you're also dealing with home grade hardware, home grade warranty service, all of that kind of stuff as well. Not to mention the cost to upgrade to Windows 10 Pro you know, that's going to add a few hundred bucks to the cost of it. And now, you know, the deal that you thought you had, it's it's out the window. So that's totally it. Windows home computers are, are a big no for a business, both from the, the hardware that you're getting, the reliability standpoint, the warranties options that you have on home computers versus business. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the starting point there is to separate yourself. You know, you got to look at a business grade unit. Yeah, absolutely. So from there, then I think, you know, just focusing on end users, um, it's really trying to figure out then is what makes more sense, desktop versus, versus laptop. And, you know, from that, there's a lot of that. I think ultimately both will work for, for most users in a business setting, you know. And I think the key is, is if you're a business that's a eight to five, you know, you turn the lights on in the morning, everybody shows up, you work, and five o'clock, you know, the day's done. You, you shut the door and everybody checks out and goes home. Um, if that's how your business operates, then, you know, I think more often than not, the desktop makes the most sense because for one, you know, you do get some cost savings typically going the desktop route. Mm -hmm. um, and if everybody's going to be fixed at a desk, you know, the, the desktops, you can get such good configurations for them now in terms of just the hardware, but also the size and the form factor. Um, you know, we're, we're a big fan of a lot of these micro PCs that are out now. I mean, they're, what, what would you say, maybe six inches by six inches by maybe two yeah. inches thick. You know, they're just a little square that takes up almost no desk space at all. 
um, and they have great power. So I think, you know, in, in a traditional brick and mortar type setting, you know, I think desktops more often than not make the sense from just cost and functionality standpoint. Um, One thing to consider though, too, is, you know, if you are a business that can work from home, right? We just went through this mm -hmm. with everybody having to, you know, all of a sudden go work from home. The more desktops you have, the harder that could be. So if you're, you know, if you're a business, like a, like a manufacturing type business, you're going to have desktops hooked up to your machines, that type of stuff. You can't really take that and go work from home. So it doesn't matter. So desktop certainly would make sense there. But if you are a business where the work that anybody is doing can work from home, that's one spot where now it might make sense to spend a little bit more on a laptop because it opens up that ability then to take that device home and, and work. That's totally it. Yeah. And I, I think that's the biggest differentiation is if if you're if you're working from home, if you know, if there's that possibility where if somebody's sick and they don't want to come into the office, but they still are able to work, you know, and, and you can extend your business to the home securely, then a hundred percent that's where the laptops and the mobile devices come into play. Um you know, and I think just to take it a step further, let's just say you don't work from home, but you have this office setting where you have a bunch of conference space and, and collab areas and such where you kind of have this culture of where you want people to, to get up and move to a different spot of the building seamlessly. Then I think that's another situation where the laptops make sense, regardless of the work from home element as well. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we function a lot, too, in our offices. You know, you see people carrying a laptop all over the place to to go to another area to, to meet on something new. Um, and it's nice when you you can keep that connection throughout the office, no matter where you go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of businesses, you know, some like to have, you know, a set standard, right? There's everything. Everybody has the same make, same model, everything. Others, you know, like even what we do is we kind of when we hire somebody new, we say, is there anything in particular that you want? You know, we'd say, go go pick out what you want. We just give them, it's got to have this, this, and this type of thing. You know, is there, what are the advantages? What are the drawbacks, I guess, to either the standard model or the personal preference model? You know, outside of, you know, obviously the standard model, deployment can be easier if you're doing a lot at once. You can do, um, mm -hmm. you know, imaging and stuff like that. But if you're doing, a couple here, a couple there. A lot of times imaging isn't going to make the most sense. But outside of that, is you know, is there any advantage to doing the standardized everybody gets this make, this model if you're in this department type of, of scenario versus the, you know, do you want a 13 inch or a 15 inch or do you want this color or that color or Microsoft device or Dell device? You know, like letting people choose more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Um... I think both routes have their pros and cons. I think if you go the route of standardizing the, the the computer deployment that everybody gets, you know, I think the obvious advantage there is you kind of eliminate the, um, you know, well, well, Joe got the the nice 13 inch laptop. How come I didn't get the 13 inch? Why do I have the standard 15 inch? You know, and I think, uh, you know, that's just we, we've all heard that. That's mm -hmm. that's that's a very common theme. So I think it's an easy way to curb that. Um, on the flip side, though, I think, you know, we all do have different preferences, right? I think, um, you know, everybody look at it, look at an automobile, right? You got 10 guy, people that work together. There's a lot of different variation in what people want in a vehicle, right? At the end of the day, it, it all gets us from home to work and back every day. But 
you know, some people want the big beefy pickup truck. Some people want the little, uh, you know, um, Mini Cooper, right? So some people want to drive a car that they have to fix every other week. Brian, <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> you know, some people have two cars in their drive in their garage right now that they think they're going to fix one day. You know, so you know, there's things like that certainly, and I think you know if 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 you have a pretty flexible budget when it comes to the devices, and you don't need to meet a specific number. Um, I do think it's a nice option to give the variation. For me personally, um, I prefer the the 13-inch high-resolution laptops because um, they're they're ultra portable. When I'm working on it, it's very crisp, clear picture. But when I do sit and I go and dock to a screen, I can dock to you know a very large you know 32-inch 4K resolution monitor, and the display is perfect. It's almost as if I have two computers. You know. Um, the, the real estate on that screen is so large, and that's the way I prefer. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people, they prefer the bigger screen, the 15-inch. I mean, some people even still like the 17-inch for some reason. But, um, you know, so I think if, if the, the, the cost changes, though, pretty dramatically, in, in particular with laptops when you're getting into screen size and resolution. So, you know, if, if cost aside, I think it's a nice benefit to give um, employees to let them choose what they want. You know, and I think the way we do it, too, is we don't have them go on, online and start scrolling through computers that they want. You know, we'll, we'll, pick, we'll pick a particular model line, but we'll give them mm -hmm. a couple options in terms of the screen they want. So I think that's a very good way to do it, um, you know, especially somebody who has maybe an issue with their site, right? That's, that's a, a guy in our office, and he said, I can't see a small screen that well. You know, I prefer a larger screen. So I think that's a... Accommodation where if we didn't offer it up, I would have never thought that to be mm -hmm. the case. Um, and in retrospect, I would have felt bad if maybe we just standardized the 13 inch, you know. So right. that, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. And I think, you know, a couple other things that we always recommend uh, these days solid state drives for sure, um, going to make a, a big difference from performance wise. Um, what are, What's the minimum recommendation that you would say from a RAM standpoint? I mean, our starting point now in terms of um, where we like to start in terms of a recommendation would be 16 gigs for RAM and an i5 processor and a 256 gig solid state drive, like you said. That's kind of the three main components. That's where we like to start out at. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, you could come down from, from 16 gigs. I think 8 gigs would work in a lot of situations. Um, but what I find is just with the, the, the sheer amount of, of data that we're pulling in from the cloud now, right, via email, um, if you're doing anything with Office 365 and SharePoint, and, you know, if it, you see the, the people you work with all the time, they've got 45 tabs open. I may or may not be one of those people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I think Google Chrome alone can sit there and hover around eight to 10 gigs itself if you got it open all day with a bunch of tabs. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think, you know, I um, think, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, I was just gonna say, I think that's the, I think that's kind of a good starting point is 16 gigs because it's gonna give you room for growth. You know, we're always trying to build these workstations to last five years, um, you know, and that's the target goal is to get a good solid five years out of it. And I think, 
you know, for memory, that the cost difference in terms of just upgrading from eight to sixteen, that's one of the best investments you can make in the business. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it's such a little cost difference generally that it's it's worth it just to be safe, even for for future proofing it. So, w- what do you use personally? You use the Surface Book, right? Yeah, I have the I have the Surface Book. Yeah, and that's, you're happy with that? Love it. It's my uh, it's the second Surface Book I've had. I had the original one um, and replaced it with the upgraded one, um, the more recent one. Um, had I mean, I've had all different types of laptops and stuff through it, and I think by far it's been my favorite. I think it's a very rugged device. And, um, you know, I'm constantly on the go, closing the lid, running somewhere else, going to a business, going to the office, um, maybe taking it out on the boat. I don't know. But yeah. it takes a – it's a very solid machine. You know, it can – I don't want to say it takes a beating. It's not like I use it as a, a, a placemat for dinner, but, you know. It's a very I'm solid. I'm pretty build. sure I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, but yeah, I think it's slick. It's very portable, and the display, display is great on it. Yeah. So the big difference with that one is, you know, the screen detaches, so you can use it as a, a 13 inch or a 15 inch tablet as well. Mm-hmm. I use the Surface laptop. Um, anybody that knows me knows that, especially with technology, it's very kind of shiny ball. I like to try the new stuff. So I did have a, I had a Surface Pro at one point and went from that to a Surface Book. And then I, that got damaged and I ended up with a MacBook Pro, which I, I really liked, but I just didn't find myself as efficient on it because I didn't know the operating system. I had never really used a Mac before. So then I switched to a Surface laptop. And I, you know I, what I like about it is the it's got the kind of the footprint and the the lightness and size of that MacBook Pro that I really liked. But it's got you know Windows 10 on it, so I know the operating system inside and out. So, you know that was that's that's what I really like. Um, you know, looking at the the devices that are out now, you know I, that Surface Pro X looks really nice. And then there's you know Dell's got a lot of different uh, two-in-ones and laptops and everything that um, you know that are certainly nice as well and I think the one that we're really excited about right now because uh, we've got a few of them on order uh, is a <laughs> new Surface Duo uh, that they're not calling a phone but it is a phone I think they're what, what I'm trying to remember how it was worded on their website it was uh, like a, basically a business device that has a stylish phone built into it or something like that yeah, here it is. It says redefine on-the-go productivity for your small business with the dual-screen Dynamo that doubles as a stylish phone. So, thought it was interesting that, that they're not really, right. <laughs> so, so we're we're you know interested to see it. It's a totally new dual-screen you know tablet slash phone. I don't know. We'll see. Super interested to see it. But uh, you know, we've got three of them on order for you know myself, Brian, and Abby, and. We were all up for for phone renewals, anyways, and I was waiting for the new iPhone to come out before I ordered, and then this came out. And as I keep saying, if anybody's going to pull me away from iPhone, it's Microsoft. So we'll see how this goes. But again, you know, it kind of goes back to my point of that shiny ball with technology. It came out, and I I was like, ooh, I think I need to try that. So we'll see how it goes. But it looks like a really cool device. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm excited to see it. It looks. I like that they're aiming it towards a business device and not just a phone for everybody because I think if they were to do that, they would be uh, you know terribly disappointed because there's not a lot of 
home users that I think are going to see this and go, yeah, I really need that. But from a business perspective, it does seem like it could be a great device. You know, a lot yet to be seen. You know, there's been some some uh, uh, critique, I guess, on some of the technology that's included or not included. And, you know, so it's there's a lot yet to be seen, but it looks like it could be a real good device. And it seems like Microsoft with their Surface devices have taken the time to get things right before they, they you know, come out with them, you know, unlike they may have done with the Windows Phone. Although I will say, I think I'm the only person in the world that absolutely loved Windows Phone. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to get this thing and, and try it out. Yeah, same here. I think it's a very niche type device. Um, but what I think they were smart about this time is, you know, obviously Windows, they tried the Windows phone in the past and it did not work out well. Um, they couldn't get a lot of development for it. I think the phone was great. I thought the interface was good, but they just didn't have a lot of development support. Um, mm-hmm. So I think where the, what's smart this time is um, the back end of this one is the Android um, with almost like a Windows 10 overlay on it. So I think... You know, I think Microsoft does a good job of learning from past mistakes, adapting and, you know, acknowledging, look, you know, the, the Apple and, and Android, they've got the phone market unlocked. They've got it figured out. So, you know, let's just pair up with one of them. Let's let them deliver the phone element and we'll do what we do well. And that's produce a, a very good device, mobile device, um, you know, and extend the business to, to your to your hands. So I think. I'm very excited about it. Obviously, we pre-ordered it. It's I don't think it's out till the tenth, so um, that should be uh, that should be good. But yeah, again, that's another device that where if if you know if you need to have productivity on the go, and you know if you're a you know executive level position or even a sales position in a company, you know this is a device where it's it's nice being able to have Office 365 at your fingertips and and be able to to use it functionally and use it as an extension of the business. Yeah, that's really, that's one of the spots I really saw that it could be a good fit is on the sales side of things, you know, because it's, it's a full, you can have your contracts right on this thing. You could have people sign on it. Like, you know, there's not that you can't do that with other devices, but having the dual screens is going to be nice. You know, it just, it seems like it would be a, a real good fit on the sales side. And then like you mentioned on the exe- executive side or anybody that needs to work on the go, I think it'll be, a real good device because it's going to be real integrated with um, Office 365 or Microsoft 365 with their security, everything. So I think it's going to be a real nice business device. And, you know, I, to your point, I think something that's been really good, and I think especially since uh, Satya uh, took over, is I think they've done a really good job of of learning to work well with other you know, quote unquote competitors with Apple, with, uh, you know, Samsung, different, you know, Android providers. Um, you know, so I think that's what we're seeing here is, is you know, them recognizing, okay, you know what, we're, we're not going to play in the phone market, but like you said, we can build this device and then we're, you know, partner with somebody for the back end of the OS and really come out with a, a strong device. So that's at least my hope, you know, otherwise we'll, uh, we'll be stuck with a, a device for a, a year or so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, looking forward to it. And we'll, you know, certainly update everybody once we get it in our hands and get a chance to take a look at it. Uh, but it, it seems cool. So we'll see. But I uh, appreciate you spending uh, some time with us again uh, today, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again in a couple weeks. 
Interact with Tech Talk Detroit at techtalkdetroit.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.